0: Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Joe McCormick, and this is The Artifact, a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, focusing on particular objects, ideas, and moments in time. You can learn a lot from looking at trash. There's a city in Egypt on the western side of the Nile Valley— Today, it's called Albanasa, but during the Roman period, it was known as Oxyrhynchus. Although lots of people might not recognize the name, Oxyrhynchus is without a doubt one of the most important sources of original, handwritten ancient manuscripts in the entire world, and nearly all of these manuscripts trace back to crusty pits where for hundreds of years, in layer upon layer, people threw their trash... Usually, unless they're carved into stone, written documents are relatively quick to decay. But the dry conditions at Oxyrhynchus kept these trash pits largely protected from natural degradation and safely guarded thousands of archaeologically precious papyrus documents across the ages. Beginning in the 1890s, a pair of British scholars named Bernard Grenfell and Arthur Hunt led an effort to excavate the ancient garbage dumps of Oxyrhynchus and discovered a bonanza of written documents from roughly the 3rd century to the 7th, including everything from the plays of Menander and poetry of Sappho to passages from a non-canonical early Christian work that would later be identified as the Gospel of Thomas. It's been estimated that about 10% of the documents are literary, meaning things like plays and poetry, with much of the rest being the paper record of daily life—letters, contracts, census rolls, receipts, lists of offerings for ritual sacrifice— The garbage library of Oxyrhynchus offers a diverse and fascinating view into life in Egypt through the Roman period and after, and today I wanted to talk about a couple of the papyri unearthed there that caught my attention. One sordid document discovered at Oxyrhynchus dates to the year 267 CE, and it has been described as one of the world's earliest proofs of bribery in an athletic competition. Known as Papyrus Oxyrhynchus 5209, it's a contract between the ambitious father of a young wrestler named Nicantinus and the trainers of another young wrestler named Demetrius, stipulating that Demetrius must lose an upcoming wrestling match to Nicantinus on purpose. If Demetrius fulfilled his promise to "...fall three times and yield, Nicantinus' father would pay him 3,800 drachmas." According to several authors, this was roughly the price of a donkey at the time. But there's a heavy penalty for backing out. According to a short piece in Archaeology Magazine by Jason Urbanus in 2014, the agreement also threatens that if Demetrius were to betray the agreement and win the match, his party would owe 18,000 drachmas, which by the earlier metric is about 4.7 donkeys. So, a strong disincentive. Why would so much wealth be on the line to fix a wrestling match between two teenagers? Speaking to Owen Jarrus for a 2014 article in Live Science, the translator of the papyrus, Dominic Rathbone of King's College London, explains the context. In the ancient world, the winners of athletic competitions would often be given a cash reward or would be honored with a lifetime pension from their hometown. But the competitions were also winner-take-all there was no such reward for being a runner-up. Add that to the fact that entering an athletic competition was usually expensive in itself, since you had to pay your trainers for their services, as well as for accommodations, food, and travel. You could easily end up in debt. So if you had doubts about your ability to win an upcoming competition, it made financial sense to take the bribe and practice kayfabe. Greek writers from the period do speak about bribery and corruption in athletic games, but this papyrus is the first to provide direct proof. Rathbone also points out a quixotic aspect of the contract, the fact that it exists at all. If one side didn't honor the deal, who would enforce the contract? It's an agreement to cheat. So it's hard to imagine the contract being used in court to force one side or the other to honor their word. Another interesting manuscript from Oxyrhynchus caught my attention not because of what was written on it, but because of how it ended up in the trash. According to Princeton professor Anna-Marie Leyendyk in her 2010 article, Sacred Scriptures as Trash, Biblical Papyri from Oxyrhynchus, it's often hard to figure out how or why a written text from the ancient world ended up in a garbage dump especially in the case of religious literature, which you would assume was believed to be holy. In some cases, books were discarded because of natural wear and tear, possibly after the text they contained had been freshly recopied onto new media. Other times, generational changes in language or education level could make existing books relatively useless. It's hard to get much out of a book if you can't read it. But, in some very rare instances, we can actually detect the final use of a manuscript. This brings us to the Oxyrhynchus Papyrus number 4633. In terms of contents, it's a manuscript of an ancient commentary on the poetry of Homer, which was immensely popular and widely studied throughout the ancient Mediterranean. Leyendijk explains that when these ancient papyri are excavated from garbage dumps, they usually take the form of crumpled up, dry lumps. So before you can transcribe and translate the writing on them, you have to flatten them out. To do this, scholars apply moisture to the dried out fibers of the papyrus and then pull and rub them until they assume the correct shape. Some experts do this with their fingers. To quote from Leyendijk regarding Papyrus 4633, quote, Whether it was the vapors let loose when this Homer piece was dampened, or more substantial organic remains stuck to it, the conservation of that papyrus must have been a surprisingly unpleasant task, for its editor, Jay Spooner, notes that this text was last used as toilet paper, or what I would call toilet papyrus. Leyendijk notes that, in most cases, the exact circumstances that led to the trashing of a document are not quite so obvious, but it's a clear reminder that even in an age when literature had to be laboriously reproduced by hand, one copy at a time, readers are always going to be facing their own priorities. Tune in to new editions of The Artifact every Wednesday, hosted by either Robert or myself. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows.